I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about the second movie, uh, Made in Abyss, Wandering Twilight, which was uh, my choice, basically, honestly. I'll call. I'll say it is what it is. It's a continuation for the movies that we've been watching. Watching, uh, but before that, we were yes. Um, but before all that, we were just you know in general having a good time, talking, enjoying each other's uh, wonderful company. Uh, talking to CJ and asking him some very key and pivotal, wonderful questions and getting rated on a uh, twitch where you can listen to us live at twitch.tv slash featured anime podcast if you want to come hang out with us whenever we go live uh if you want to help support us though we do have our pre and post show that uh goes out with every episode uh usually all pre-show almost with every single episode with some very rare occasions if you want to hear what those are, you can go to patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. A dollar a month will get you access to those bonus content. Uh, also, you'll hear about some uh, plans and future uh, aspirations that I have kind of going on for us and things that I'm going to be trying to do. And you can also hear us talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! and how much I think it's a broken game because it's a broken game. And I, I will say this one more time. It's a broken game. Um, but if you want to hear a part of the wider conversation again, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, or you can go to uh, uh, our show notes and use our affiliate link for Tokyo treats and use coupon code featured anime to get $5 off your first box, which I can promise you the treats are delicious and they are well worth it. I can, I promise you that hundred percent. Uh, and the snacktacular Christmas is this month's box or December's box. And it is full of delicious, tasty treats. Uh, again, featured anime with our affiliate link in the show notes, $5 off your first box. And if you want to contact us or anything like that, you can go to featured anime podcast.com to reach out to us, join our discord and everything else. Be happy to hear from you or give you recommendations. We'd love to ha- get them. And now onto the me and brotatoes made it in abyss wandering twilight. Uh, the second movie came out January, 2019. A couple producers for it are ATX, Sony music communications, Kotakawa, just to name a couple. The studio for it is Kenima Citrus. It's based off of what web manga. The genre for it are the genres for it are action, adventure, drama, fantasy, mystery, sci-fi, and survival. And it ran for it an hour forty-five minutes. Now, uh, basically, if you have seen the movie or the series, uh, the movie takes place for the last third 
of the series, basically episodes uh, nine through 13, uh, where Rico and, and Reg descend into the third layer of the, um, of the abyss. And as they're going through the third layer, they finally do get to the fourth layer running into a, a monster that's called an orbed piercer. Uh, Rico ends up getting hurt from the orb piece uh, orbed piercer. And as a result, they meet a new individual named Nanachi and you learn about Nanachi, how she came or how they came to be there and their circumstances, as well as, a little bit more about the events and everything kind of going on within the abyss itself. And that's, that's basically it. You know, that's the kind of some, uh, kind of, kind of summed up nicely because that's, that's the whole movie right there. A good 80% of it at the very least. But one of the things I thought was really nice. So my overall opinion of the movie, I liked it a lot. I feel like it was, if you watch one right after the other, similar to how we did it, uh, it doesn't feel like there's really any downtime. And it felt very good, I guess you could say. Like it, it, There was no disconnect. And the, the feelings you have at the end of the first one where you're like, wait a second, she was dead, but she was brought back by all of these really awesome forgotten relics, if you will. Uh, only to... F- only to find out that apparently it's just common knowledge now that she was born dead. Well, that's that was all in the first movie. No, no, in this, well, yes. So in the first movie, we find that out. But as we were talking about it, I was not aware that she knew. I was not aware that everyone knew. I was just under the impression that the higher-ups knew about it. Whereas in this movie, it was confirmed that, um, what was the guy's name, Rob? No, the boy. Reg? Reg. Sorry, I was close. Reg go, re- introduces her and talks about her and goes, oh yeah, she was born dead, but through the use of relics, she was brought back to life. Well, yeah, he was right there when she was told. Yeah. I, I guess like, I missed in, that part in the original one. In the first movie, he was literally right there when she was he was right there just before he got his butt whooped in the first movie. He was right there when she was being told this. I'll have to go back because I didn't know that. I thought it was in the past, like the after everything in the flashback with the mom talking about how special this daughter was and stuff like that. That like, the mom and and uh, Ozen were the ones that knew. Mm-hmm. No one else really knew. No yep. one else knows about it. And again, that was that was also in the in the first one. Yes, you're right. That all happened in the first one. But I was surprised because I I missed the part where. Reg was there, but he's I mean, just spouting it off like, yes, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. He was go, saying go like his common knowledge is, no, he was, so I, in the very first one, I was not aware of that. Like, obviously I was aware of it, but I didn't know that she knew. I didn't know that he knew. I missed that part in this yes. one. During the introductions, he explains to a relative stranger who ends up helping them that she was, she was born dead, and with the use of the relics, she was brought back to life, which is why she wants to go down and does the whole backstory. I right. just thought it was it was a surprising confirmation that it wasn't secret, so to speak, because I thought that. Well, who else is she? Who, 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 okay, so let me ask you this: Who else is Nanachi going to tell? 
I like legitimately. No, it's not. It's 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 not about a secret. It's it's a hundred percent about about a seat. It's like he's talking to one person that's literally not going to say anything to anyone. So it doesn't. At at this point, it really honestly doesn't matter. It's not like he's like went up to the random black whistle that they found. He's like, oh, by the way, Rico was dead and brought back to life by a relic. Aha! It's like no, given the full. He's like, hey, I'm trying to help build this relationship with you, and this is our circumstances. Mm-hmm. This is our story. Can you please tell me more about your circumstances? Tell me more about your story, because of like, you know, hey, like, why are you so afraid of everyone? What's going on and everything like that? So he's trying no, to gain the trust, I, and he I also doesn't understand the weight of the information that he's actually giving either. That is evident. That isn't. Yeah, that that is very easy to see. But again, my shock by it was I didn't know that he knew. I thought it was like a secret conversation. Okay, I didn't see the interaction where she where he learned that. So it made me think that oh, he's getting some of his memories back, and yeah. that he's yeah. Well, I mean, obviously now that you mentioned it, it makes more sense because he touched on it and then never spoke about it again. I was like, that's an odd little okay, maybe sure, but um. The way they described going down in, in, in more depth, they kind of fleshed that idea out. And it, it's, as far as world building goes, it definitely added another layer, <laughs> figuratively and literally, to why things happen and how things happen. But it also shows you that it's not as straightforward as you initially thought. And the way that they describe it before, like last movie, they described the the abyss as this thing to explore. Whereas in this one, it, it reminds me of uh, uh, a trap, for lack of a better way to put it, just a, a deceptively uh, appealing trap. Oh, so you're talking about the yeah, I, because of how Nanachi how Nanachi explained it. Right. Yes. And she makes it seem like it's trap. So it's like, it's easy to go down. That's why nothing happens. Cause you're going into it, but you're, it's restricting you from leaving. And the, whenever you try to leave, the more severe the consequences get or the more severe mm-hmm. the traps are when you leave. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah the, the, the artwork that she proposed reminded me a lot of a throat of a uh, sea turtle. Where it's got a bunch of spikes pointing down. So if you tried to, like, with a jellyfish they eat and stuff like that. But um, you can go one way very easily, whereas the other way, not so much. And I didn't realize that ascending... I thought the way that it, it hit me, the way that I understood it was, once you ascend to a certain level, you can go up and down that level as quick as you want, as fast as you want, no issues whatsoever. Whereas... Uh-oh. It was shown to me that no, that's not the case. Yeah, it's, they even when you're on the same level, if you go up quickly, it'll hurt. If you go down quickly, not so much. Well, it's not even not so much. It's like you're not going to get hurt. You could go down, but you can't go up. Like if you go up, you'll encounter that issue, and that's where you're going to get hurt. And it's not not even that if you go up slowly, this won't happen. It's in general if you go up at all slow fast what have you it will happen um but oh and and that's 
just kind of how it is. Um, That's interesting because that, that you'll understand you'll understand too. No, you'll 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 understand. I believe it's in the series where they kind of where where that will make more sense to you. Okay, because yeah, the series it'll make a lot more sense to you. I feel I feel like uh, simply because of how they kind of move on and interpret or move forward with things. Okay, so uh, it's basically just a difference of understanding due to the series versus the movies. Yes. Okay. Um, huh. I look forward to the series then. Yeah. Uh, they they do go into a lot more details for the series. Uh, but the movie, like, so what happens when Rico ends up getting poisoned and Nanachi, and before Nanachi actually gets there, how Rico goes about and tells uh, what uh, Reg should do. Like, even as she's on death's door, as she's encountering her death and everything like that, basically, she's knocking on death's door. She is telling uh, Reg what to do and how to do it. And it is one of the more gruesome scenes from from the series that we've seen to date. Right. Because what she asks Reg to do is break her arm and then saw off her arm where he broke it until she tells him specifically like you have to break it here and I need you to cut it off right where you broke it and mm-hmm. the details that they go into and how they go about it is just magnificent is is magnificent not in that it's all oh, it's a very beautiful thing it's like no like the mentality that she has even at her young age and what she's trying to accomplish and move towards is amazing and you when you learn about Nanat, uh, Nanichi and her life and what she's doing and and how she gained her skills and how she grew it makes you kind of go oh wow that's kind of it's kind of messed up right but it was a survive kind of world it was a it was a doggy dog world and for her it was very much that way where she had to she had to do do these cruel things. One to try and figure out how she could help her friend Mitty. And at the exact same time, she couldn't let her existence truly get out or, or be known. Unfortunately, yeah, they're, they're called hollows or or hollow. I think is what the the term used. Yes. And it, it brings a whole other, in my mind, a whole other concern for the white whistles. Um, they, they seem crazy. They seem eh, aloof. They seem, but uh, granted, I've only seen two. I've only seen, well, three, sorry, three, including the mom. But um, I've only seen two, and they, they're very self-absorbed, very... So, uh, again, the series goes long, into more, the series goes into more details about the whistles and a little bit more details about their personalities, but... I'm sure, but I, I but haven't seen you it. Will, so I no, no, no. I, I know. I know. I'm letting you know. I'm setting you up so that way you understand. But also in the third movie, which is why I want to wait, the third movie explains how you get the white whistle. Okay. And when you get the white, when, you, sure. when it's explained, you will go, oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense now. I mean, I have a few guesses, but I, I'd rather not make a fool of myself completely. In that regard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they just seem, 
they seem to look at the people beneath them as non-human and non-worthy of empathy, so long as you get the result they require. Specifically, the the this one. The, you'll have, you'll be much better at the name than I am. Um, the one Bondrude. doing the experiments. Bondrude. 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 Yep. So Bondrude takes orphans, I assume, children, um, and does these experiments to further his own either knowledge or understanding or something. I'm well, not he, sure what he does. It, it, he explains exactly what it's for. And so that way, one, he can understand the abyss and the experiments that he's doing. So that way they can figure out how to get past or ascend from the sixth layer because he's at the fifth layer. Sixth layer is considered the layer of no return. Like it's the final dive. So once you go down past that sixth layer, there is no coming back up. Once you come back up, you are considered dead. And and she even states that. And the experiments, when you learn from the movie about her background, her story or, or their story rather, mm-hmm. is that that is exactly what he's doing. He's like, he's dropping them down into the pit and he's pulling them back up and he's trying to figure out how to come back and still maintain his humanity, his, his strength, his, you know, his entire being. And so he's going through mm. trying to figure out all these tests with these tests. And, and that's and why they, he's doing it with yeah. orphans because they're an orphan. They don't have any parents. Who's going to no, miss them? No, one and, will miss them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. As, as cold as that is, that's exactly why. Yeah. So. That's brutal, but I suppose effective if you use his, his train of thought. Um, and he eventually somehow due to his experiments found that if you throw two people down, in in the sixth abyss with this machine, you can transfer the curse from one to the other, meaning one will get double the curse and one presumably will have no ill ill effects, but that's obviously not true. Um, It makes me think that in order to succeed, you need to go down with more than just one other person to take the curse from you. Um, But what I found quite, I don't know if disturbing is the right way to put it, but Mitzi turns into this beast-looking thing, right? This yeah. this blob. Yep. When they were down in the abyss, how many other of these blobs did you see? And I can only oh. imagine they were all the other. Huh? There were there there were tons down there, and it's not just ones from his experiment either. Like there there have been oh, others. Those are the natural inhabitants. No, I'm saying like there there have others that have likely gone down there and tried coming back. And that was the result. Ah, I see. Okay, they just didn't make it out, whereas he did. Or they didn't make it out of the sixth layer, whereas the other ones were forcefully brought to the fifth and didn't have that opportunity. Right. That's that's far better than what I was originally thinking, because I was originally thinking that he was like, oh, failure, back in the pit you go, free fall style. Well, not that it would matter, so, because but- even with the experiments for, the, for Mitty, right? And why Mitty and mm-hmm. Nanachi ran away is because Bondrude was experimenting and figuring out about Mitty. And he's like, yeah, you can rip off the arms, you can cut them, you can stab it, you can shoot her, you can do this, you can do that, and all this other stuff. And that'll be fine. And I come back to life. Eyes grow back, arms grow back, all this other stuff grows back. And then you find out later on after uh, Reg uses his incinerator again. Uh, Nanichi, uh, Nanichi knows exactly what it is, calls it by a very particular name, 
and says that is the only thing that's been able to actually injure Mitty and not have it be regenerate. And then at that point, mm. Nanichi asks Reg, is like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to kill my friend. And then you learn that the entire time, and God knows how long that that she's been down there trying, you learn that she's been trying to kill her friend the entire time. Yeah. And in in no uncertain terms, it is torture. But is it, see, this is where you get you have to go through a moral dilemma. Is torture with a positive result worth it? Because you can't really tell if any if any part of Mitzi is still there. Like well, mentally, not, but it, as far as physicality goes, she wasn't trying to torture her. I I don't know why you're saying that. Her, but uh, yeah, but a byproduct a byproduct of this of the attempts were the 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 antidote, if you will. Several yeah. antidotes were made. Several different different um, cures, let's call them, were made as a byproduct of trying to be merciful. It turned. Yeah. It, I can't imagine that any part of it was merciful. Right. Well, um, trying to kill someone that that can't be killed is kind of merciful. Trying to figure out a way to make it so that way she can pass on. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the last words Mitty was saying was like, "Kill me, literally, please kill me." Yep. So I I don't yeah. understand the re- what I'm having difficulty understanding is like, oh, is the torture aspect that you're trying to go with? It's not. Uh, She's not torturing her. She's not holding her there to torture her, right? Or are you talking about the people that she was saying, saving and pulling in there? And Okay, so that's where you're talking about. Yeah, no, well, it's not even a matter of her holding them there to torture and and for her own devices. She brought them there for a very specific reason to try and use them to help her kill Mitty, and then she kills them as a result. She's not keeping him there Ooh. for constant torture. Gotcha. I see. So that's why there were so many gravestones. Initially, there. that makes a lot more sense. Well, I don't know a lot more sense, but it makes a certain sense that that's clear now. Because um, I was looking. Well, obviously we was looking, but when I saw all of those whistles hung up off to the side, and then I saw the scene where she's had the one of the adventurers just laid out stabbed and she's like well all right you're useless now i gotta kill you it made me think that she was testing the lethality the, the how lethal something is on these people before she used it on Mitty. so that's why i was like it, it looks like torture but even with that if you if Mitty was immortal and didn't really have the cognitive ability to to understand what's going on which i think she might have maybe a little bit um, using that immortal body to create anti-venoms and stuff like that. There were a lot of anti-venoms. She tried a lot. I mean, obviously we, we, we agree that she did, um, but why save the, the, the anti-venoms? Like why to, save all of the medicines? Because the people that have been stabbed by the creature that are going to die, she can save them still and try and find a use for them. Right? So she's, that's that's where because you when you brought up the torture thing, you talked about specifically Mitty. You didn't talk about the people that mm-hmm. she had saved and say say that she was experimenting on them. And she's not torturing them per se. She's experimenting on them. It's it, torture. My mind is when you torture someone, you are 
doing it for a particular goal of trying to gather information from them mentally from their uh you know I from, you, yeah whereas of experimentation is hey guess what um i i'm gonna test some things on you and i'm sorry this is gonna suck okay no i so i i went a, a few different ways in my head with that i just landed on the the, the one we were talking about but in my mind uh the way it played out was originally torturing Mits, mitzi did not intentionally i'd like to point that out um, but the byproduct of that was antidotes. What about um, the white whistle that created her? If he was to make a few mitzies and just pump out stuff like that, assuming they can't understand what the kind of pain they're in, would it have been more beneficial to create antivenoms and, and antidotes for everybody else using these these poor and poor? We're talking about creatures? hypotheticals and him changing the goal of what he's mm-hmm. trying to do. He's already stated what his goal is. Uh, yeah, and you're to talking about down there. Would that? No, we're ta- that be not one talk- way to do it. No, he's not talking about surviving down there. He's talking about coming back up from the sixth layer. I see no difference in surviving the sixth layer and coming back up from the sixth layer. What is injecting them with poison to get an antidote have to do with it? I, well, in my mind, again, I keep saying that because I, I can only go there. I haven't seen. The extras that you might. I'm not. Have, I'm not talking but, about the uh, extras. This has nothing to do with the extras. You're you're making up. You're trying to make an argument saying, "Hey, he can totally inject him with poison and then use that as an antidote." But they're not getting poison when they're coming up. They're going through a metamorphosis or just straight up dying. Okay. So how do you how do you have I, how do you have an antidote it, for death? I, What's your antidote for death? I was. I was viewing the curse as a virus, as an infection. You breathe it in. You breathe in the infection. That, that's what I thought the curse was. No, that Nanichi even went through the process of explaining what the curses are. Mm-hmm. Okay? Saying that they were all around you. They move and they. And when you try and go up, think of it like this. And she put out a blanket. When you're trying to go down, it there's no resistance. It's like you're going down in the bubble. But when you try to go out, you have to force your way through. And so you pop or force your way through that barrier, through that bubble. Okay. That's that's why she used the blanket so as I the metaphor. It. She's like, it, it has this movement, but when you reach a certain level, you and she she symbolizes it by using her finger to poke through that blanket to go through. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and now you're on the other side. And that's why you have it happens because you're forcing it your way through and that's the repercussions of it see and this is one of the reasons why i like discussing it with you because that my understanding was far off and yeah she did say it like that but i just assumed that the blanket was a metaphor for the curse and because the curse is all around you it, it hung it hangs at a particular level and then when you try to ascend when you try to go back up it it, it the 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 curse that you've breathed in, that you've absorbed into your body, doesn't like that at the level and tries to get out, which is why she started bleeding from the eyes because the curse was leaving her body. That that's what I thought happened. No, no, not even the case. And and they because if that was the case, uh, the orb uh, orb splitter, I think, is what it's called. Uh, I'm I can't remember, but mm-hmm. uh, Nanichi even says it can see 
the flow and it knows where you're going to go based on it. So if you're breathing it in, it doesn't matter if you're the direction you're going to go. If you're breathing it in, it's just going to show you're coming to it. It that's why when he had to beat it, uh, Ninichi told Reg, you have to look up like you're going to go up and mean it. Not, not just like half heartedly commit to it, but wholeheartedly commit to it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I totally misunderstood that at all. When when I heard uh, the look up like you mean it, I just thought like throw your head back. Don't like keep your head halfway there. Go all the way up. Trust that nothing's going to happen. And then when you saw the the visual from uh, Orby, I, I I just looked at that and it looked like it was actually no. That makes a lot more sense now because I just thought like it was the aura of like a. Exuding from his body, uh, he could see like the orb. You could see infrared or different spectrums of uh, of color. So by looking up, because he's part machine, he's emitting some kind of infrared colors. So when he looked up, that's where it went, and that's where he was attacking. But now that you say something to the effect of it's the intent, and that people uh, the monsters are able to predict where you're going to go it lines up much better than than what i was thinking yep so yeah this is just full of misunderstandings on my part then yep and much more confusion yep i mean like it's amazing what happens if you just pay attention rick (sighs) i'd say it's amazing what happens when you watch the show but no like all that information that we talked about in the movie has nothing to do with the show has everything to do with you not paying attention because the references I said, the references that I talked about, those exact references are in the movie like that. Mm. Those, those, those specifics. It's like, there's nothing extra to them like that. Those scenes and everything like that. Those are in the movie, in the shows as is, they don't go into more details about it. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just, I misunderstood because what I was thinking was something a little bit more fantastical. I got you. Something a little bit more out left field, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying is, yeah, just right up home plate. Like, you don't need to get crazy. Yeah, I guess in a, lot of, <laughs> in a lot of cases, the simplest answer is usually the right one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. All right. Um, I honestly, I don't have too much more I can really talk about for this. Uh, other than the fact that I feel like you should watch it. It definitely... When you watch it, it does have comedic value. It does have comedic points in it. There are a couple of parts that are in there that <laughs> just like really kind of like hit you in the feels. Like when you're watching it, it just, it definitely just hits you right in the feels and you can't help but go, damn. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few in there that they do a really good job at character development and making you feel good and bad for certain characters. And you become rather invested, I would say, in. <laughs> the survival or rather lack thereof of Mitzi. Yep. 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 It just brings a whole, it's a good watch, um, but don't expect a satisfying ending because just like in the first episode, it's, it feels like it's, it's primed and ready for the third movie. It is. And honestly, that's how the season ends too. So season ends with it being like primed and ready for the, for the third movie. So jeez. <laughs> Uh, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Um, 
before you corrected my confusion, I was going to rate it uh, like a seven, seven or eight. Um, no, I'm still going to go seven or eight. Um, so which one is it? Give me a second. I, I'm getting there. I'm wake. I got a method. Um, you ain't fantastic got no method. Visuals. Yeah, no method. <laughs> it's not pure madness. I promise. Um, they've got fantastic visuals. Um, they were able to really pique my interest in learning more, or at least hoping to learn more. Um, even though you've corrected me on several misunderstandings, it makes sense, and it kind of it it, do, it doesn't take away from me wanting to know more. Um, if anything, because you mentioned that the the series itself is slightly different but more detailed i'm i'm here for it uh this movie had an, an uh, a disturbing amount of gore um but for a short amount of time but it was it was it was definitely compacted um but the attention to detail and the the overall movement of the movie is very good and i yeah i'm giving it an 8 i would definitely watch this again with somebody else or, or alone, just so that I can try to pick up more stuff that I might have missed. And yeah, it was enjoyable. There was, there was music that fit. The graphics were above average, easily above average. Um, and the storylines were, were just impeccable. I loved them. Definite thought and money was put into this. Oh, yeah. So I look forward to the next. Okay. So what did you settle on? Eight. All right. I'm going with a nine. I enjoyed it. It's great. It was very enjoyable. Uh, definitely, definitely well worth the watch. Uh, the artistic visuals of it, the character development, the growth, the animation, everything just, it really does a great job of drawing you in there. It gives you enough information to help you understand what's going on. And then it helps explain everything that's happening in a fairly simplistic way so that we it's easily digestible they're not overwhelming you with a bunch of like theories and viewpoints and things like that they they do a really really great job of trying to explain everything um so so yeah nine for me eight from you uh next week we're going to be doing the series actually so we're going to go back. We're going to rewatch the whole thing, but we're going to watch the series and kind of get, it'll be our, our kind of comparison view between the series and the movie. And then we'll, I look forward to it. We'll reconvene on that. Hopefully, hopefully it gives you a better understanding of the world and what's going on and everything like that. Because in the first movie, they did reference some things kind of going on more so for the surface area than anything else. And then they, they didn't, they didn't elaborate on it. So it kind of, kind of made made me question, like, why would they bring it up type of thing, you know, but neither here nor there. Uh, so if you feel like we did it too much justice, not enough justice, did it a horrible job of kind of giving a view, a viewpoint and review on this, uh, feel free to let us know. You can reach out to us 
uh, all our contact information and everything like that's going to be available in our show notes, or you can go to our website, featuredanimepodcast.com. All our contact information and everything like that is on there. If you want to join us live and hang out with us while we record the episodes, you can go to twitch.tv slash featured anime podcast and go ahead and give us a follow on there and help, help us grow. And if you want to listen to the pre and post show content that we usually do with every single episode, you can also go to patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content and more. And if you want to save yourself uh, $5 on Tokyo treats and help support us, you can use coupon code featured anime along with our affiliate link. That's in the show notes for you. Get yourself some wonderful, tasty snacks. It is very recommended. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.